This is JFM Podcast. My name is Ponsak Fanab. It's a beautiful Thursday evening, 7th of September, although it is bringing some really, really ugly memories. Uh, but what can we say? Gilbert Joseph, good evening. How's the going? Good evening, Ponsak. Um, there's nothing we can say, really. There's nothing we can say. Good evening, Ponsak. Good evening, our listener. And um, it's good to be back here, back on this side of the microphone. Yeah. You know, there's a song by U2, uh, U2, uh, the band that has the lead vocalist Bono and the Edge and Adam Clayton. Uh, they sang a song back in the 1980s that they are searching for the American soul. I mean, that's the title of the song. And for me personally, you know, I've, I've lived in Jaws all, all of my life. I'm still searching for the soul of Jaws. I'm not saying plan to state. I'm still searching for the soul of Joss because I think that he's missing. You know, ever since after 2001, 22 years, you know, after, people still live in segregated neighborhoods, you know. There hasn't been any real reintegration. People are still uh, afraid to move. And people, you know, live in clusters of uh, the people that they feel they can trust, you know. Uh, And... It's all because of the post-conflict nature of society that we found ourselves in. You know, our schools have become more. I mean, they, instead of bringing human beings together, society is more sharply divided. And the unfortunate thing is that we are organizing our politics, or we've organized our politics. You know, based on the fault lines. You know, the uh, of society instead of you know arguing uh, politically based on the ideas that one has. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm truly searching for the soul of Jaws. I'm truly searching, and I pray that I'm going to find it someday. Bonsak, um, I don't know where to start from, but you see, the, the problem that I have with the concern that you have just raised is to the effect that um, these events you have outlined yeah. aren't particularly the same across board. And here's what I mean by that. The elites, right, are unified by their common cause. Take for an example a settlement such as a refield or one of those low-cost you know, housing settlements. You'd find people or some, one of the barracks around, you'd find that everyone lives together. You can see a confluence of unity of all of the things that unite people, be it religion, be it tribe, you know, I've mentioned virtually anything you can think of. So for good measure, it is usually the poor people Mm. who are segregated across the lines. 22 22 years down the line, like you have said, we haven't learned a thing. So that's where the problem is. Because the rich people, are together, they're united. Their children, their kids go to the same schools, and these guys end up becoming friends. If you want to think at the level, look at the level of thinking that people have, a certain Ponsak Fanap has friends across all of the divides that one can think of. And for me, I so, don't care. yes, so um, it's about people asking 
themselves salient questions. What am I doing differently? Am I thinking in the right direction? Um, am I still living in the shallow of primi- uh, primitiveness or the shallow of an average person that doesn't see the next person as a brother? Do I still call you know, someone else uh, with derogatory names mm-hmm. by virtue of the religion they profess? or by virtue of the tribe that they speak and that they come from, not necessarily something they chose, but by divine design that they were meant to, you know, um, live in those places they originate from. So these are the issues that we have to look out for. And people need to basically ask questions and answer those questions because they are right there glaring them in the eye. You know, uh, let me say a couple of things. If you've lived in Jones, you know, for more than 25 years, I'm very sure that you've experienced, you know, the conflict in, uh, it started on a Friday, I'll never forget. And, uh, and it goes to show how human beings, you know, interpret information. Up to now, the, the genesis of the whole violent conflict was that a lady crossed, you know, where Muslim worshippers were praying. And that was what ignited the whole thing. But years ago, uh, someone I, very, I respect so much, uh, uh, Prince Charles Dixon, he said that he had the opportunity to speak with the so-called, he did some findings, yeah. but there wasn't, there was, I mean, what the story that was told wasn't the exact thing that happened. Account. You know, uh, it wasn't the exact you know, thing that happened. And 2001 was a very turbulent year. I would say, uh, for us in, on the Joss Plateau, uh, for so many reasons. It was a time that people began, I mean, the whole segregation. And how I wish, you know, that, and that is why yesterday, Gilbert, you made a very interesting remark and comment. You know, you were just corroborating what the great philosopher Plato said in his book, The Republic. He said that he thinks that or uh, philosophers or wise people should be the ones who govern society. If we had intelligent and smart people at the helms of affairs, you know, they would have read the signals to say, look, here is an early warning. What can we do about it? How can we avert, you know, this situation from happening? From 2001 today, 22 years, we've lost thousands of people, human beings thousands you know in the different uh, and just look at how the violent conflict you know has i wouldn't say violent conflict how the whole situation has you know uh evolved now just like governor Kale bunfang will say is a genocide people are sleeping peacefully in their homes they've committed no crime i mean even if they commit any crime the authorities are there for them for you to report you know them to but someone with a gun would just come and, you know, gun down. Anytime I'm reading the stories, it's, it kind of feels as if we're living in the age of hunter-gatherers, mm. you know, where a band of human beings, you know, sapiens are moving. And then if they meet any threat on their way, they make sure that they fight and then, you know, conquer land. It, it, it doesn't appear to me like at times that we're living in a, permit me to use this phrase, a wise civilization or a civilization that is anchored on knowledge. You know, with our society still struggling with... And if you know the result, the effect of living in a post-conflict society, 
Gilbert, there's a story now trending. Someone, and I know the man personally, took his wife to get medical help. He never knew that that guy was a quack. I mean, that's the story that we're getting. So the guy operated his dear wife, the quack doctor, and took off. I mean, it was appendix. That's what you know he said. And then he took off the kidney of the without our knowledge. That was five years ago. And the wife, you know, started complaining of you know pains. They went to uh, Joss University Teaching Hospital and uh, diagnosed it. Then I mean, the verdict came out to say that, look, your wife doesn't have one kidney. And uh, medical practice, you know, I'm not a doctor, but from the questions that I've asked, they said it's nearly impossible for a human being to be born with just one kidney. You know, maybe just... Was the guy really a quack? Yeah. Or he had some racket somewhere? Uh, you know, I, the police are still, you know, investigating the matter. And why I'm bringing this up is, it's all because of, you know, this violent... We're living in a post-conflict society Kids don't go to interfaith schools again. True. Kids don't know how to even... A Christian child doesn't know how to spell the name of Abdullahi. A Muslim kid doesn't know how to spell the name of uh, Christopher or, you know, uh, Marcus Lawrence, or, or whatever it is. And this is all of the... And for me, when I sit back, I said, look, do we really want to heal on the plateau or do we want to keep repeating the same thing? Because if we really want to heal... There's supposed to be cohesion. We should have something that brings us together. I mean, the only uh, social institution that brings us together as human beings is the market. True. It's just, you know, when we go to the market. And people don't even, you know, a uh, lot of people have lost, you know, uh, they can't recount how many times they've, you know, across over to just north. Same thing with, you know, people in uh, just north. They've not, they can't recount, you know, how many times. Because for them, I mean, is what it is, you know, the life that they see is what, you know, uh, they see. And you can't take away the traveling from the human experience. It's at our core. I mean, the history, the the story of human beings is that of traveling, is movement. The human being is highly mobile. And traveling is, I mean, when he travels and if he finds his place adaptable, there he adapts. And changes, you know, begins to occur. So I'm, I'm, I'm saying this at the backdrop of, at an individual level, how have you contributed, you know, to make our society better or to make it worse? You've got to think. I, 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 I think President, former President Donald Trump said something uh, that, you know, stuck with me. He said, personal responsibility of each and every citizen is what helps society to progress. If you feel that, you know, you're personally responsible for this society, whether it comes to paying your taxes or making sure that uh, the environment you is clean. You obey the traffic. Yeah. That is your personal responsibility to society. So, you know, I'm, I'm, please just sit back and look at your life 22 years ago, you know, because I, I think that if we had, if this violent conflict hadn't happened, you know, in 2002, there will be big industries, there will be big, you know, shows, there will be, there will be, there will be life. 
and some shanty towns that have developed, you know, overnight wouldn't have. Look at go to just north. That place is true choke. People are building on the mountains true, right now. True. And true. on stones and rocks. True. You, you know remember I, mean? I spoke to you one time. Yeah. I passed along a path that I hadn't passed, you know, for years. And I was shocked at the development I saw there. And I was like, what is this? How do people and you could see even schools situated on the mountains? I was like, what exactly is happening? You know, but just to add up to some of the the costs, you know, that that crisis has done to just in, in, in terms of the negatives. The UNICEF, you know, came out to say that in the Northeast alone, Nigeria had lost a hundred billion US dollars mm. from 2008 to 2021 as a result of the Boko Haram conflict. So try to just do a gauge of the economic losses that Plateau State has had to deal with, you know, from 2001 up until date. Can you even quantify the value in terms of time, in terms of the talents that haven't been tapped as a result of those occurrences, you know, as a result of what we're having to deal with? You just spoke about people isolating themselves. Yeah. And ideas that, ideas really, can't manifest by a single person's determination. It has to be cross Thank you. Thank you ideas. so much. Thank you so much. And I think that sums it up, Ponsak. Well... We need to, you know, society speak. has to do more. Yeah, we mm. need to, you know, talk with each other. I mean, it's when we communicate with one another and uh, the communication, because I find it very uh, repulsive here that people, you know, when communicating, the essence of communication is listening and it's not listening to necessarily give a response or to agree or to disagree. It's just for you to listen and make sense of, you know, what that other person is saying. That is how people, you know, share knowledge. It's communication that aids, you know, our, our civilization and makes the richer the conversation we have with one another, the richer, you know, uh, the more progress society makes. Uh, but if we, you know, remain in our bubble, everybody's in this bubble, you know, you live in, uh, you live in Kwang, for example, and there's no sizable, everybody's just like you, you're a Christian, you know, uh, you are this, and then, you know, in your uh, area is just, you know, one church that everybody, you know, socializes. Every Sunday is a social, uh, they come to church, you know, socialize. What new are you learning then? Yeah, you should have, you know, Muslim neighbor, and you ask him about Ramadan, you ask him about uh, things about, you know, uh, his faith, you know, and uh, about his culture, about, you know, uh, his worldview, how he looks at the world. But I, I, I tell you that lots of people don't understand how other human, you know, uh, even, you know, their neighbors, their worldview, they all understand, you know, how they, uh, because we don't talk with one another. Well, I pray that uh, we experience, I would say, true healing. And this is to encourage every peace builder on the plateau, uh, whether you are in the peace building uh, organization or you are just committed as an individual, you know, to make sure that justice is peaceful. Uh, well, we salute your courage. We salute your work. And this is a special greeting to the chairman of PPN, uh, that is Plato Peace Practitioners Network, uh, Mr. Uh, Puaikim, uh Choji Jacob. I, I pray that uh, uh, more work and more ideas. For me, I want to see integration. You know, I just want to uh, see integration. I want to see kids, you know, playing uh, with each other and, you know, learning. You know, Because if we learn together, we'll grow together. Well, uh, Gilbert, let's leave it at that. Yeah. 22 years, you have to think. True. I mean, uh, nobody can give you back that time. It has gone. Absolutely. Go. 
And may the souls of those who have uh, left us in one violent conflict or the other rest in peace. Amen. And for Amen. those who have lost loved ones, uh, please find it in your heart to forgive. You know, forgive and move on. Life is about moving on. Mm. Uh, it's a journey. You know, you have to uh, forgive and uh, just let it go and, you know, move on. It's easier said than done, but it can be done. Trust me. Mm. Well, uh, Gilbert, uh, yesterday there was the Presidential Election Petition Tribunal. Yeah. Lots of reactions you have from there. And quite frankly, not in the positive for our judiciary especially. But um, for the opt-in time, let's look at our justice system and some of the reforms that are needed. Because I, for one, have tried to, to soft pedal in the part of these judges or justices as they are addressed. Because... I tell you one, Ponsak, if this judgment had gone a different way, you still would have people lamenting and you still would have people jubilating. So, but for one, people who are in high authorities or high authority right now need to effect the necessary change. Because at some point, you look at the actors mm. in 2023, they were once major players across the corridors of powers in the country, especially at the federal level. But what have they done differently to ensure that perhaps in the Nigeria of 2023, their actions in, say, 2007-2002 would have aided their cause in the search for justice? These are some of the reflections that we need mm. to take to heart as a people and act upon. Not because it favors your party today. You go to sleep and think, look, things can just continue to favor you till thy kingdom come. Now, Basically, those judges at some areas, I was thinking and reflecting to myself. I said, look, these guys would have acted in the best interest of the things, the tools that they have to work with, the laws that we have today. And again, what did we do? What did the civil society guys do in the year 2022 before the new electoral act was signed into law? What did they do exactly? That we have these loopholes that people basically assumed things and went to bed. And then you are now having the court say, look, this thing isn't backed by law. This thing, it means that the whole effort put into, you know, coming up with that act has been thrown to the trash can. Serious cause for concern for civil society people and for a national assembly. They need to be put on their toes. So next time when we come up with a national document such as that, people wouldn't just jubilate for nothing. Because in the end, when you go to the courts, it's what they see, and it's what you know. the defendants or the respondents are able to argue that the judges would look at and come up with their verdicts. Yeah. So, um, basically, they did their best. That's what I want to assume. Because I've been privileged, like you know, Ponsak, mm. you know, at some point, what happened with the House of Reps elections and all. You could see that these guys, convincingly, they sounded, and they were passing verdicts with precedents judicially that were set. They are quoting and referencing. And when you visit a judge, by the way, I've seen a friend whose dad was once a judge, but now late. What they do is usually to read numerous cases that judgments have been delivered upon for reference sake. And this is what these guys do. So if there is no reference, they can't do anything outside the book. And that's why they are confined to just those kinds of laws. Yeah. You know, I don't, uh, I'm not going to make any comment on the judges that deliver, you know, the judgment yesterday. In my opinion, they did an excellent job. If you ask me, I uh, don't blame the judges, but I'll blame the lawyers. Uh, Gilbert, I, I want to believe that yesterday when I started watching, they said 
it was yesterday that I heard, you know, there's an inner bar and then there's an outer, outer bar. bar yeah. You know, the outer bar are the, those people who are not SANs, yeah. uh, if yeah. I presume. Yeah. Yeah. And then the inner bar are people who are SANs. In, in, yeah. uh, but if you look at, you know, the quality of what Atiku's lawyer and Peter will be lawyers, you know, Dean, I dare say that all of them, if you if you look at them critically, the judge judges all termed it as pre-election matters. matters. True. So it shows that the lawyers didn't do their diligent homework. job. They didn't do a diligent job because if it's a pre-election matter, and 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 this is, I mean, it's, it's common sense. Common sense, and these Why things have looking, surfaced yeah. over and over again. Why are you you know looking at somebody's the affairs of somebody's party? And there was a seven-day period, or I think, after you know the uh, primaries, primary, nominations, and all. Yeah, for you to any member of that political party to object, you know that that was the ground, you know that uh, the judges, you know, delivered their judgment. If you look at what Peter Obi said, they said uh, what he brought that twenty-five uh, percent that he didn't get, Tinubu uh, uh, didn't get in uh, uh, FCT. They cited the constitution. They say, well, the FCT doesn't have any special, special status. status. And, of and course, God the, bless by Mr. Polycap that he had yeah. told us this before. Well, you know, and I, I want to bring, you know, him here. Yeah. Um, yesterday after, <laughs> you know, this, we're having yeah. a conversation with him. Mm-hmm. And I just said, look, how I wish these lawyers of Atiku and Peter Obi had read your book. Because if they had read his book, that... Uh, they would have avoided some of the pitfalls. I mean, this mistake, they wouldn't have mm-hmm. done this mistake. And he has wrote uh, fat books on pre-election matters. And I saw them and, too one yeah, time. He's mm. he's an authority, you know, in 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 anything about pre-election. It was just you know simple. And for people that are blackmailing the judiciary to say all oh, lies are in the judiciary, they are fail Nigerians. See, the law doesn't work on your wings emotions. or caprice, mm-hmm. you know, or emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the law is not public opinion. It's what the law. I'm not a lawyer, but for me, you I don't I, have to be a lawyer. To I know truly, these basic yeah, I, I, I mm. truly believe that if we want to get it right in this country, we should, you know, have rule of law. Law is what makes society thrive, you know, and progress, and make sure that uh, everybody is in check. So I, I'm inviting uh, lawyers. Please go and read that book by uh, Barrister Polycap Datao. Numerous books he has, and. And all of he has, you know, outlined <laughs> some of these things. Yesterday when I, I, I was telling some friends, and gladly he just, you know, popped. I was telling some friends, I said, if these people, lawyers of Peter Obiati, have read that book, I'm not, it's not bragging, but I know what uh, some of the argue. And th- thankfully, anytime he is here, he always, you know, breaks the eyes mm-hmm. to say, like, look, mm-hmm. uh, this is what the law, he's always, you know. And, and again, you know, Gilbert, yesterday, uh, Dr. Philip Nyango told me uh, something profound yeah. uh, while we were driving. He said, look, that lawyers are supposed to learn how to think quantitatively. When I was in primary school, that was a subject, you know, I was meant to take qualitative Quant- reasoning and, and quantitative reasoning. Because they have to think with numbers. True. It's not all about, you know, qualitative reasoning, how, you know, uh, eloquent your use of adjectives, you know, are, you know, in presenting a matter or how well you write. But it's the flow of logic. And people just go to law. Uh, people just opt to study law because they want to avoid mathematics. 
you know, but it's something that, you know, can be learned. So uh, I think that with this, the Council of Legal Education supposed to really, because if SANs are really making nonsensical argument on uh, pre-election matters, then they should check, you know, how lawyers have been trained here. Pansak, they should check. Basically, I, my worry is to the effect that some of these lawyers, before you attend the level of a senior advocate of Nigeria, it means you would have substantially, you know, won a number of cases and you have those feathers to your neck or whatever it is. Now, these guys have over the years, you know, filed election petition cases. And then how is it that serially no presidential aspirant or candidate has been able to win against an incumbent? And people haven't really thought about the possibility of, you know, trying to beat that on and say, look, let's look at what can make cases at this level have merit because cases usually at that level are struck on the basis that they lack merit. So why can't you look at the merits of issues and then stake your arguments based on those? I don't know how much of a rocket science that is, but it baffles the imagination. It beats one's imagination. Um, they say the law is an ass. I don't really know how it is because you can turn it either ways. I, 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 I'm just wondering. But, again, some lawyers will tell you that election matters allow the burden of proof to rest on the petitioner. I mean, it's generic. That, and they think that um, it should, the burden of proof should be on the victor or the winner of an election. I don't really know how that is ever going to work. That's ever, you're saying, I did not win the election. So the burden of proof is lying solely on you. you know? So you have to do due diligence. You have to go step by step. Approach it holistically and ensure that you're able to detail some of those issues. And it, it was surprising. Yesterday, when the judgment was being read, that out of the 157 or over 157,000 polling units, um, the Labour Party wasn't able to prove the polling units where irregularities took place. You can't generally say that, look, um, elections were marred by irregularities across the board. You prove it. And yes, and the witnesses they presented quite frankly, came out and said, look, in my polling unit, elections were conducted. Labour Party won the election. So what are you saying in essence? Why are you conflicting yourself? Why the contradiction? Yeah, well, they should, These are uh, things they should have looked at. They have rights to appeal, but uh, I'm very sure that this you know, election petition, presidential election petition tribunal is going to enrich our uh, jurisprudence True. and uh, help lawyers to make better arguments True, but, uh, next time. But uh, we have to be true to ourselves. Because what's the essence of the new electoral act? That's my that's my question now. Well, what the, what the Supreme Court said that you know, INEC can use its own authority and discretion, you know, uh, to set aside uh, electronic transmission of results. True you know, that. It what, means that INEC is untouchable. It means that INEC has no reason to answer. Or to be held accountable in court. I'm not a lawyer, so I... I I'm not <laughs> Otherwise, what's that for, really? Well, <laughs> I, I wish uh, all the lawyers that we invited today, you know, uh, 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 said that uh, they are still studying, they are still studying. So uh, let's wait for them. Next, we're going to make, you know, interesting analysis on some of these issues. We don't have a guest. Let's play this insert. Uh, Vice President Kashim, Senator Kashim Shatima, saying that he's going to... <laughs> Uh, buy goats for former president, <laughs> former vice president Atiku Turea, and he's going to send him into a retirement. retirement. When we come back, the show will continue. Stay here. <laughs>
Daniel has come to judgment. Today is a great day for Nigeria. The Nigerian judiciary had proved itself to be the guardians for justice and fairness against the sirens of deception. It's a battle between the will of the people and the forces of misinformation and disinformation. But democracy has finally triumphed. Like the bird phoenix, rises from the ashes, resolute and unyielding. And in this age of information, the Sandman is our greatest armor and unity. It's our strongest force. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, in this battle for the survival of the nation, in this grand symphony of democracy, your voice, your vote, is the note that cannot be silenced. But even in this our moment of triumph, we are not going to be triumphants. We will work for the unity of this nation. Democracy, as you all know, it's not a destination, but a journey. It tests us, it tests our resolve, our intent, our commitment to be the custodians of the will of the people. My principal, President Bola Ahmed Tinubu, is eternally indebted to the Nigerian people and to the leadership of the party. We have been here since 9 a.m. Our governors, our energetic chairman and national secretary of the party, members of the National Assembly, they have been here, ministers. So words cannot adequately convey our depth of gratitude to the Nigerian people. My principal will issue a formal statement, but I, we felt compelled to talk to you, having spent nearly 14, 15 hours in these chambers. The journey is just beginning. I want to call on Nigerians, let's unite. What binds us together surpasses whatever that divides us. Let's unite as a people and face our common challenges. As I have always said, the trajectory of global growth is facing Africa and Nigeria, the greatest black nation on earth, will make or mar that transition. We have had a very long day, but a very good day. My principal is extremely elated, and he asked me to convey his gratitude to our leaders and to the Nigerian people and to the Nigerian media who have been here all day long. The journey is just beginning. I wish you a wonderful night. Well, glad to still hear the program is Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jaws. My name is Ponsat Fanab. 
And my name is Gilbert Joseph. We'd we'll love to hear from you. 081-2187-7777. Or you call 0905566699. Here's the uh, question that we have. Or here's the post we have on our, our Facebook and Twitter. Now that the presidential election petition, on, uh, petition tribunal has finally given its verdict, affirming that Bolatin was the winner of the February 25th, 2023 presidential election, how does the verdict make you feel? Has the judiciary lived up to its expectations? Well, that's what we'd like for you to uh, answer. Or head over to Facebook and drop your comments on JFM Live and on Twitter at JFM Joss. Yes, zero eight one two one eight seven 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 seven. Good evening. Thank Hello. you for calling. All right. Hello. Okay. Well. Hello. 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 Okay, not working. I pray that this works. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Well, good evening. good evening. Thank you for calling. Tell us the name and join the conversation, please. Thank you very much, Pastor and Joseph Gilbert. This is great comrade Dado Antiba Solomon calling from Angola, Cuba. Well, listening. Thanks for calling. Thank you for uh, 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 analysis. Uh, you see, it's very unfortunate in Nigeria that the neutral body has taken side. We have judiciary. We have INEC which are supposed to be neutral, but unfortunately they have compromised Nigeria as a country and compromised the democracy. Why am I saying this for Let me start uh, on the IMEC side. Unfortunately, IMEC, the Independent National Electoral Commission, who promised Nigeria that they are going to transmit the election. That was, they didn't tell Nigeria that it's going to be by option, whether they will do or they will not do. They, they, they promised Nigerians that they are going to transmit the election. And two elections from the central government, which is the National Assembly and the presidential election, which was conducted at the same day, they transmitted that of National Assembly. But what, is, what happened to that of uh, the presidential election? You know, it is very obvious, very clear, that they have compromised based on the catch, the amount of money that is given to them. They have started this working, this time working before the date of the election was fixed. Let me tell you this, sir. This is a total embarrassment and international embarrassment to the whole world. Nigeria. As I'm talking to you, Nigeria has gone down the dream. It's not like, you know, the, the vice presidential candidate of the Labour Party, who said that this is going to be the end of democracy if Bona Ahmed Tinubu is thrown in, of which I have seen it. You know, there's something to know that uh, everybody, this mayor or the INEC, are very hungry sort of people. They are very, very hungry than even common man in the country. May God forgive them. This is the highest impunity so far on Nigerians. Who people are even just looking for food to eat. These people are being compromising, beating the root at the back. And they expect God to forgive these set of people. May God forgive them. We just pray that God have mercy on common man. And may God revive back the lost glory of this country. In Jesus' name. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for uh, your thoughts. Hello. Okay, zero eight one two one eight seven 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 or you call zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. Hello. Hello. Okay. We got to you. We lost connection there. Hello. 
Hello, this is Bob. Thank you, Bob. We're listening. Thanks for your analysis. Yeah, turn down the volume of your radio, please. For accepting the verdict. Yeah, turn down the volume of your radio, sir. I've turned it down. I've turned it down. Okay, okay. You know, that's why it's good for a country to develop its people in the level of education. I will always said it in the past that if 90% of Nigerian population is educated, nobody will tell you that white is black. You don't need to be a lawyer to know certain things that is very glaring. You understand me? It has become a historical event in this country. You understand me? Right from the time of Shadari and Awolowo, I think we are seeing difference. We are, we are growing, we are developing. You understand me? Uh, the issue or the judgment now, I think it's a learning lesson, critical learning lesson to everybody. Either you are, a politician, you are in politics, as far as you are in Nigeria, it's an eye-opening. You understand me? Areas that have made mistakes, subsequent elections, they should adjust. I think APC accusing uh, Labour that uh, OB is not a member of, uh, that he just came into Labour Party of 18. He addressed them. He addressed APC that he has no right, he can't, he can't know more than the members. The inner members or the members of APC can know more than them. In as much as not a member of APC. I think that kills their argument. And there was, uh, on, on the other, other areas of OB and Atiku, why you say that uh, you have uh, a kind of uh, vote and you cannot present where you have that vote? Who, who, is, it, is it the judge that wants, that he wants to do your work? When you have lawyers that are supposed to do that work for you? There are a lot of miss-ups. Which everybody has realized their mistakes. That is the APC, the PDP, and uh, Labour. They have all known where they have made mistakes. So subsequent uh, election, you should adjust it. All yeah. what you want in this country is this country should move forward. Thank you, thank you for Nigeria your thoughts. Nigeria is tired of backwardness. You understand me? We should put all this behind us now and move forward. Thank you. That is my advice. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for your thoughts. Hello. Good evening, Pastor. Thank you for calling. Tell us your name and join the conversation, sir. Chukud is my name, and Chukud is calling from an hearing. Please go ahead. You have a minute, sir. Thank you, sir. Um, first of all, um, I want to appreciate it. Only JFM. It is only JFM on the platform. I want to stand in the very clear that I remember the September 7, 2001. Uh, it is a date not to forget, but a date also not to remember, mm-hmm. if you understand what I mean. Yeah, true, yeah. Um, yes, it is a good thing that you guys have come to understand that. Um, I come to tell us that uh, it is better to live in peace. Whatever sacrifice you are going to make as Nigerians, ones, make it and then still live in peace, then living in pieces. No matter whatever it is, you feel the thoughts you are going to gain from crisis and killing. After all, even the hairs on our bodies, there's nobody that can be able to create it. So we want to, I still want to sincerely, sincerely wish um, the people that have lost their dear ones, that the Almighty God give them the fortitude to continue bearing the irreparable loss. Um, coming to the question he posted, he posted on the, on the Facebook question he asked, 
if people are satisfied with the outcome of the of the of the of the of the of the, um, of the judgment, well, I will say categorically that I, Mr. Benedict Chukudi, I am not satisfied with it at all. My business are not far-fetched. Number one is that if the FCT is inconsequential, just as the judges are just telling us yesterday, that, it is, that, that if it should be like other cities, what is special about it? Why then was it mentioned that you must win 25% of three, uh, of three quarter of the, of the state, including the FCT? No, the word there is and that? the FCT. And the FCT. Uh, okay, and the, okay, and the FCT. And the FCT. It is almost two, two, two similar words. Why did you mention the FCT? That is what an uncommon man, an honorary layman like me, will ask you. Why did you mention, why did you put that FCT? Because if the lawyer are actually acting on the basis of the of the, uh, of the words he presented to the public to, to, to over 200 million people, they are not stupid. Just like I'm thinking that I'm not stupid for asking this same question. Secondly, first is okay, I said this in yesterday in another decision. I argued this yesterday. I think I even said this yesterday on this program. I said that Mr. Fessy Sokoye, the Matrix of the of INEC, and also the INEC chairman, Mahmoud um, Yakub, told Nigerians clearly, categorically, they did not speak in Hausa or Yoruba, they spoke in English, which I also understand. Yeah, well, begin to wrap up your thoughts. The election results. Yeah. Yes, I'm doing that, sir. Okay. They're going to transmit the election results electronically. Now, the court is telling us that it is a digestion if they decide, if they don't decide. Now, over 300 billion naira was budgeted, taxpayers money for this election, for this past election. Now, what, over 117 billion was for SCC to be able to make sure that electronic result is transmitted. Do not forget that it is actually debated on the floor of, uh, of the National Assembly before the election. Whether this election is going to be transmitted, they may come and say that there is nothing that is wrong with transmitting. It is going to be at a very, very easy task. After collecting all this money, they are not, it is just to them having the shock to my marrow that it is at their discretion. Now, somebody just called and said, if you have transmitted the National Assembly results electronically, or that tell us why. Tell Nigerians that are not that are not fools. Yeah, well wrap up your thoughts. This is the much you can take from you. Thank you. This is the person I ask everybody. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. I'm not I'm not talking with INEC. Thank you. INEC and judiciary are fraud. They have cheated Nigerians. Thank you. Well, Gilbert, please go ahead and take us through uh, Facebook. I can see lots of yeah, comments already, you know, coming in uh, on our Facebook yeah. uh, page. Ayodele Agbabiaka is saying, the president should make the Nigerian system to work if he wants to win the confidence of the citizens, not telling Nigerians to be patient all the time. As for that judgment yesterday, Awawo, Jacob Adudu says, I didn't expect... Anything different from what happened at the PEPT yesterday, I pray our judicial system and electoral laws will be strongly and seriously amended for the benefit of the poor Nigerian masses. Clems Dambi says, I was not expecting anything new from the judgment because since after the return of democracy in 1999, the judiciary um, is no more the hope of the common man. David Sambo Mark says, I was disappointed with the way and manner the judgment was decided yesterday by the five-man panel of the enemies. All right. Um, it was a black market judgment. You're saying Godwin Sule says, yes, so the deed has been done. There is nothing we can do about that. Uh, that is our president, and may God give him the power to change things 
amicably. Chester Phillips says, The tribunal verdict yesterday did not come to me as a surprise. Unless the judges are not Nigerians, if anyone thinks something good will come out, that was a daydream. Omodan Matthew says, Signed a fake electoral act in 2022. Another fake bill was not too young to run bill. And same APC under Buhari commissioned a non-functional language refinery in his government. These are the reasons why we call APC propagandist. Judiciary deceived us again. PDP and LP must merit to chase them out. Comrade Longard says, Sometimes I wonder if truly we are running a democratic system of government in Nigeria. Our judiciary is full of people with personal interest. When they say it is the last hope of the common man, all right, but in this world, it is the highest bidder that gets justice, in your view. Ice King Jim says, About the final judgment, to me, Tinubu is the real owner of that seat. They should allow the president to work for Nigerians, please. Julius Achigak Igama says, The verdict made me feel very bad because Nigerians will never grow if this type of verdict are being continued. The judiciary has failed us woefully and the system has collapsed. There is no more judiciary in Nigeria. Habsin Manasseh says, I blame the LP lawyers, lawyers because they didn't do their investigations well. They knew very well that the court works with evidence, not emotions. And I also want our judiciary to make citizens to build trust in them too. Panquat Bagdiel says, I won't waste my time voting again. The judiciary hasn't lived up to the expectations. Ephraim Choji says, honestly speaking, I think the verdict was wrongly spelled out, but all good just for the progress of this great nation. We employ him to do the right thing and do justice to his administration. Henry C. Nwanko says, the judgment yesterday by the tribunal is completely injustice. Our judiciary is no longer the last hope of the common man as far as I'm concerned. May God help us in this country. We shall live and see the end. Mark Dachung says, Had it been the judiciary did it the other way around, 75% of Nigerian citizens would have been celebrating. But because the judiciary is now telling us that Nigerian constitution supersedes electoral act and that they should use the constitution to conduct elections, okay, in that case, they should use the Nigerian constitution to conduct elections in Nigeria. Nigerian judiciary is just a funny and laughable one. Felku Kagowan says, You didn't expect anything more than what they have done. It's usual with the judiciary to do what they want, especially when someone has a bigger brown envelope. I expect it like this from the beginning, so I have prepared my mind for the next eight years to accommodate anything that will come from Tinubu. Vikun Moscone says, I feel bad personally, but then I have to abide by it. The problem is not the judiciary, but the system. Aaron Fisher says PEPT is simply a branch of the APC. Good evening, guys. It's Prince Alabi says, The final judgment is the true reflection of the votes. If only Atiku, Obi, and Kwan Kwaso worked together in one party, they would have won easily. Divinely Lucas says, On the plateau, I give it to BCM, but for Tinubu Nasofa, we did right from the inaugural speech. I've heard some people saying we should accept defeat and move on here and Nigerians that can't fit we don't know where our next meal will come from Ezra Ona says 
In a country where criminals make the laws, there will never be justice. Your opinion? Aminu Abdullah says, Good evening, JFM. Actually, I think so because there is no way to collect the power from the successors because that's what happens in Nigeria. Joshua Namo says, Mr. Ponsak, I don't think you follow the PPT trials. The justices were clearly sentimental in delivering their judgments. Mike Adams says, In two years, yet our respective mindset on the plateau haven't changed, especially on religion. Everyone is boiling, unfortunate. Ambassador Joachim Joseph Dung says, The inability of Atiku and Obi to come together before the elections has led to their failure at the polls. I don't think the Supreme Court will say otherwise in regards to the judgment declared yesterday. Bonsak? Yeah, well, I think we can squeeze in two more phone calls. Hello? 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 Yeah, good evening. Thank you for calling. Good evening, Bonsak and Joseph. Thank you for calling. Tell us your name and join the conversation, please. Thank you so very much. This is Comrade Marambulus Mandiu calling you from Dafo in Bokos. We're listening, sir. What I wanted to say here concerning this what no uh, yesterday no judgment is that Nigerian constitution is obsolete. Let me tell you the Nigerian constitution is obsolete if the electoral what no act will not correlate with the, the Nigerian constitution then in fact we have to re, we need to revisit what the nineteen ninety nine constitution. Because no, I don't understand. Because what the judgment no the judges keep on what Relying on is that no, the the, the Nigerian Constitution supersedes any what uh, 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 constitution or any act. So what are we talking about? If the INEC, you know, both you know, knew that before, that yes, what is bringing on board will not contradict you know the Nigerian Constitution. Then they have to what visit and make sure that whatever they are bringing does not what contradict the 1999 Constitution, so that no, we will not be having all those things. But thank God, thank God, but here on the plateau, no, no, youths were able to what, to stand and defend their what, their vote at the polls, at the polls. If not, the same thing that judges read yesterday, it could have seen also what happened no, on the plateau. Because at the end of the day, they would say that, eh, the lawyer, no, they, they, no, failed to prove no beyond a reasonable doubt. Thank God that, no, I have my governor, but if I call it, my name is one and will do more for all right, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Hello, good evening, thank, thank you for calling. Thank you for calling. Hello, Bonsai, good evening. Thank you for calling. We're listening to you. Tell us your name and uh, make your comments, sir. That's a great comment, we're not on the line. Thanks for calling, we're listening. I greet you. Bonsai, to me, this year, the tribunal have criticized that they make sure they will not sleep. But I thank God that the two principal officers, Atiku and Obi, they are heading to Supreme Court. We are still in the court of first instance. That's a P court. And normally I know it will get there. But let me tell you, whatever you see in the Constitution, a literal act, by the framers of Constitution, the sacristan. You know, there are different between the state and the Abuja, FCT. FCT doesn't have a minister, doesn't have a, a governor, rather. Doesn't have other secretary that is conspiring in the, in the state. So the issue of status of Abuja, of FCT, and that is, they are inconsequential. Let me tell you, Ponsak, you know that 
one of the two best constitutional lawyers around this world was the late Rodney Miller and the Ben Wabese. They wrote our constitution. Let me tell you, if, if, if PDP and the Ohagura have brought the people to defend them, there's no how an irrational party like APC would allow it. Many things happen. Look at my government, they have enough money to quiet some people. To, use the, to, 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 to seduce people financially. And many things happen. Even I see the same day on the floor. Even the lawyers were too docile. And of course, that's a compromise. So I saw Michael, they tell me they were all smiling. Something have crossed. But all the same. The issue of this is I think Supreme Court will uphold that to some percent. There's no way they can do it. But I like whether they win or not. You know, no money. One of the biggest sources of law is the Supreme Court pronouncement. They don't go to school. Let me see how what our transformers or constitution or corporate are written have become inconsequential just because APC come on board. And let me tell you, when we are present, we are here for signing one of the letter amendments into law. And the abolition, the institutions, the 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 transcript of that future is about transmission of an an electoral vote. I'm just and other electoral And today, people are telling us, you know, yeah, wrap up your thoughts, sir. Yeah, the mandate for that is long. Let us think this okay. Want you to give us a perfect election? Where are those money? And look at no compliance we are talking about. You know, one of the comrades made it. He said, when you carry this people, sorry, he said, Daddy, okay, my, my son, carry this people, this is killing my children. Go and drop them for my house. Yeah, well, we're out of time. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. So, thank you. This three will indicate just. Thank you, thank you. They will not sleep. Thank you, thank you. Well, there's the much we'll take on the comments, uh, Gilbert. Uh, really interesting thoughts. Yeah, really interesting. Honestly, but you, you don't expect that uh, the judges will go your way. Yeah. You don't um, expect that. The court is not a father Christmas. Like mm-hmm. they often say, you you know the, you knew the task ahead of you, and you should have done justice to it. You get. And like we said earlier, these guys are experienced in prosecuting electoral matters. Why didn't you learn from some of the mistakes of the past? Correct. That's the biggest question. But Atiku has said he hasn't congratulated Bola Metinubu as he was being quoted in some quarters um, and that that was clearly a figment of certain people's imaginations. Well, uh, appeal is there. My name is Ponsak Fanab. Uh, don't forget the news will come your way top of the hour, 6 o'clock. Do have a good evening. Bye now. <music>